Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Okay. So I'm back with another mom question. I am feeling just like stuck and frozen um the context is my last contact with my mom was beginning of may ish okay, you just said contact right Co- as in like your last live in it sounded countries. like you said the last hot dog with your mom and i think it meant what you said was contact <laughs> okay i was like did she just say your last hot dog with her mom was in may okay <laughs> I guess they like hot dogs. (laughs) Contact with my mom. Yeah. Um, And that was over text. We live in two different countries right now. She reached out like twice or three times after that. And I felt so triggered and I was like, nope. And I was like, it took me forever to like get that trigger to lower that emotional intensity. And then now I've just been sitting for probably like what is it today 18th probably like a month I've been sitting I saw this movie and I was like oh my god I need to reach out to my mom like I want to like rebuild that or not rebuild but at least have a conversation because I know that that's what she like she's open to that and I'm the one who's like shutting down ghosting not replying and I'm torn between this part of me that's like, I don't know how long my mom's going to be there. And like this part that really wants to reconnect. And that's like, I know she wants it. And then there's this other part, which is like pulling all the brakes, which is afraid of, um, yeah, like having either my needs not heard, met, like basically dismissed. Um, or questioned um yeah or just not being understood because we just live in like two different worlds right now um and so I'm like really torn between these two and I'm stuck it's like they're both pulling and I'm in the yeah if you could wave a magic wand and make it however you want do you want to reconcile with her Oh yeah, I would love to have a relationship with my mom. Okay. okay. Feels good. That feels so, good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But magic wand. Right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. Right. Okay. So um I think my recommendation would be like it's not gonna this is not gonna be something that uh, how should I say this? The likelihood that you two will be able to find that on your own is low in my opinion. Um the my recommendation would be most likely to do some therapy with her. I we've done that and we had gotten to a point last time I 
I asked some mom stuff. I was at a point where I wanted to do more therapy and she was like, no, way too much money. We can't do this. And then what triggered her was when I was like, hey, mom, like we need therapy. Like I need that right now. And like, I really need that to have contact with you. And she said that was like an emotional, like, what do you call it? Like um, blackmail kind of thing. And yeah. So, and I do remember what you said last time and it's not helping with the stuckness right now because. You know, every once in a while, you know, I, I, I am who I am and the people around me are all really smart. And a lot of my friends and people in my circle, like, you know, they all basically like go through some type of trauma informed training. If you're my friend long enough, just because of how we talk and all that type of stuff. And, and, you know, in, in my world, like there's like ruptures and repairs that I have with people. Right. And one of the things I found myself saying the other day to somebody, which I thought was really funny in the moment when I said it, I was like, I really appreciate your psychoanalysis of me and I want to let you know it's extremely inaccurate. And when you say when like when when somebody puts up resistance to something that you're sharing about what you need, right? Like you don't have to agree with them. I think that's where the triggers come in because there's part of me that does right but that's that's the side where it's like mom i i look i get you feel like this is emotional blackmail right blackmail would be you know the definition of blackmail is and i get that that's how you feel and for me this is what i need because otherwise like we're not going to communicate so if you want a relationship with me i'm being really clear about what i need and if you aren't willing to do that like i'm sad about that and Maybe you should do some therapy around why you feel like doing therapy with me is blackmail and then talk again. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. No, but like, but like, but no, but seriously, it's like, it's like, it's like when you don't get, you don't join the, like, there's the dynamic between two people and like all the content that's being a bit of all the back and forth between two people, especially when they're in a fight. Right. And then there's like the awareness of like the dynamic that's happening. There's the content and there's the dynamic. And I find myself when I'm having confronting conversations, one to really do a lot of active listening where I'm repeating back what people are saying and really trying to empathize with them. And then also trying to highlight a lot of times if it's a very activating conversation, like, Hey, like I get that. Like right now, like you're seeing this as blackmail and like, that's how you see it but this is i'm letting you know this is a need right so there's these, we're in these two different places right and it, it creates this separation versus this like enmeshment and the symbiosis that's really unhealthy and so like it's what you need what you need is to be able to communicate with her right and you're not going to be able to do that and it's actually wise you're bringing up a really wise idea she doesn't see it that way but she doesn't have to but it doesn't mean you're wrong for you. Yeah. I guess the part that I'm missing in what you just shared is at least if I, I don't know, you know, this was like what three months ago. So I'm aware that I am not the same person I was then because I do keep like working on myself and like, 
my nervous system and all the things. But from what I remember, the triggers with my mom are so intense that like it's hard to access that point of I understand your point of view, mom. And this is what I'm like. I in those moments, that's yeah. Yeah, but I think that's it, it would have taken like that's not the point. The point is not for you to understand her. The point is for her to understand you. And what happens if we don't? I agree. And what happens if we don't understand each other? Because I one of the things two human beings. (laughs) Any two human beings. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you. That's why therapy is like so important. She's not good at listening, and you're not good at um, really presenting what you need when she disagrees with you. You collapse. <laughs> yeah. And and that's something that like needs to be observed and notarized by a third party for it to really be effective. And like, yo, doing like work with your mom is like that's awesome if you can get that done. Yeah, it was hard, but uh, you know we were doing it, so at least that. But, but it's what, what you need. It's what you need. That's that's one of the I'm wondering one of the things that I brought up. If you make a I, comment about understanding her more, I'm gonna pause you. No, see what you're about to I, say. no, no, it's the opposite of that. Okay. One of the things that I <laughs> that I've brought up that I've said out loud during a therapy session was that I like I just cannot right now there's a part of me that's refusing to like be understanding and meet her needs like there's a part that's just like no I've done that all my life and like I won't it's almost like I I like I said I don't I can't won't don't know how to take the first step like I need you to do it and I'm wondering I guess I'm wondering if that's Okay, because we're we're two adult human beings. I know she's my mom, but and and I also understand I have a past where, you know, that I'm trying to come out of that hole. I, I think um, you've been just like super um, clear about what you need, and you just reiterate that people will test your boundaries. Like when I say no, people in my life know that it's a no. (laughs) And people will push boundaries. I push boundaries. Like that's like part of being successful is being persistent. Right. And I need people in my life who are strong that can keep their boundaries even even if I'm persistent. But just because someone's persistent doesn't mean that you change what you need. Yeah, I was going to say my mom's always been very persistent with her, like, no's. (laughs) So model her and be persistent with yours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just like, I think, you know what it is? It's like the grief of the reality of never actually having it happen. Like accepting that as a possibility will make this whole thing easier for you. Because if it has to happen, it'll be forced. But if you can grieve the fact that it might never happen, 
you'll be freer and operate from a different place. And what you're, what you'd really be grieving is like all that loss of connection that you never had in the first place. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I think like when we move on, like there's levels, it's not just like levels of, of like grief, like the Kubler Ross stuff. It's also like not just levels of grief, but like how, how real is the loss? I think the loss becomes more real over time for people. And the, when you can really mourn a loss of something, powerful. Because if you know it's real, right? And I don't mean like denial. I just mean that it becomes more and more real, right? Like, wow, that's an actual loss. And, and when somebody literally dies, it's, it's in a way easier because they're, they're dead, right? But when there's a relationship where someone's still living... It's confusing because they're still alive. So did it die? But yeah, like the dynamic did, right? So like if you can actually grieve a part of you and let it feel like I may never get what I want from her, it may never happen. And whatever feelings come with that, like let yourself feel that, you'll operate from a different center. You know, it's like when we need something to happen, it's we put off a different energy than than it's like in sales almost. It's almost the same thing, right? It's like if you don't need the sale, you'll probably get it. Right. But if you're kind of like, mom, I really just, I need, I need this. I can't lose you. Or I, I need you to see me or, or whatever that part is that's having a hard time. Like, just letting that part grieve. The fact that it might never get what it wants from her will put you in a, a bit much more regulated state and also a powerful position to state what you need from her because you've already, I do this all the time. Like whenever I'm making a a big, especially a big decision, I call it skip it theory where I like entertain every possible outcome I can imagine good and bad. And I I live in it and I'm like, okay, I can live with that. I can live with that. I can live with that. I go, that one. (sighs) Let me come back to that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, This is a hard one. Okay. Okay, fine. Yep. I can live with that. And then I can decide. And then whatever outcome happens, I've already like rehearsed it. Right. So it's like, what thoughts or outcomes are you not even willing to entertain? And then entertain those and be okay with those too. That sounds hard. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, it's like you don't join the Navy SEALs to do easy shit. Like you're doing <laughs> the hard work here. This is what we do here. <laughs> yeah. Right. You jumped I, into the deep end. Yeah. Somehow when you were saying that, I was like, I think I've, I thought I had done what you just said, like, I don't know, last year. And then one of the outcomes was, or I guess it got shifted or I don't know, I probably wasn't done at all with the grief, but I told myself, I was like, okay, fine. Then no relationship. And that's when she reached out and she was like, Hey, I think we should go to therapy. Maybe you were right. Yeah. But I, what I'm what I'm saying is is you want to be equally neutral on all those outcomes. She could be hot and cold. She could come back. It could work. It could work for a little bit and then it won't work. Right. Like there's so many different outcomes that could happen. And if you can kind of like do your best to think about those and like and, and pre-visualize those and pre-understand those and pre-feel those and pre-accept them, it, it's like it produces like a readiness. Like 
the story that I would tell is, you know, Michael Phelps, I think when he won his eighth gold medal in the butterfly, his goggles got started getting full, full with water and he couldn't see. Um, but he still won the gold. Why? Because he had practiced. What do I do if my goggles come off or if I can't see and they get full of water? And he knew exactly how many strokes it was, right? So he pre-trained for that scenario, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, if we can give ourselves permission to pre-train for whatever scenario, hot and cold, never again, all in, greatest wish, greatest fear, everything in between, disorganized, anxious, avoidant, the whole spectrum, and you just go, all these things are possible here. Oh, by the way, here's what I want. That's a much more powerful place to operate from. I didn't even realize there more there were more than two options. There are so many fucking options and <laughs> possibilities with relationships. Holy shit. Yeah. I am constantly blown away at how things don't turn out how I thought. Like it's amazing. And that's not a negative statement, by the way. Right. It's just like you thought it was going to go be like this. And then it was like this. It's like, holy shit. Wow. 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 Never thought. And I, I call it the God caveat um, because every relationship is like, has like this beautiful alignment, something great about it. But there's this one thing. And it's like you and your mom could have this perfect relationship if it wasn't just for this one thing. Right. Or these two things. Right. And like those one or two things, it's like you want to ask yourself, like, is this potential? Is this something that somebody's working on? Don't be around potential. Be around if people are actively working on their stuff. You're not a you're not a venture capitalist. Okay. You don't invest in potential, you invest in results already achieved. Right. Um, like it's important. That's a very important thing. And so yeah, lots of lots of shit can happen that you don't see coming. I feel like I've been doing like the whole, okay, we're not doing this because this is not like this feels too overwhelming and dysfunctional with, you know, at least two family members that I had close contact with. And I guess there's also, I don't know, there's this part of me that's like, maybe you're doing something wrong. Maybe you owe them a conversation. Maybe, maybe. So. Yeah. What you owe them is what's true for you. I think a little bit of truth is probably a conversation if it's coming up, at least for our part. Well, I think a big piece of what's true for you is that like, yo, we need therapy or I can't. (laughs) I mean, I think that's like the biggest truth right there. It's like, if we can't agree on that, like, I'll see you later. We'll be coming to Christmas. We'll be coming to holidays. We'll be coming to whatever. Like, by the way, y'all holiday season that those are the finals for trauma work. People, we get to see how we're doing. November 15th to December 31st, basically January 1st. Those are, that's our finals right there. <laughs> right. To see where, Oh, I thought it was so advanced. And my mom still triggers me. God damn it. You know, like still there, there we go. Right. But it's like, it's like where you have like your boundaries in place. That's a different story. Sometimes the only thing missing are your boundaries. That feels less stuck and more. Like I have a little more direction to at least take one or two steps. 
Awesome. I'm excited for what you create. <laughs> Thank you. It's beautiful. So good. The mother wound is literally like so difficult. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, we'd very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.